and I am I am just as excited as I can possibly be. Back several months ago, God blessed me to be able to go uh, to camp meeting at North Little Rock. It had been quite some time since I had been there, and uh, I had the privilege of spending some time with Bishop Holmes. I have traveled overseas with his son, Pastor Nathan Holmes, a couple of times and become friends. And, uh, and, and over the last few months, I've been so blessed by the friendship of Bishop and Sister Holmes and their family. And it is an honor for us to have them with us tonight. Amen. Bishop Holmes is one of the greatest men of God that you will ever meet. He's a great preacher. He's a great Christian. He's a man of prayer. And I am so thankful for what God is doing in North Little Rock. Amen. And I'm excited about what the Lord's doing there. And I'm excited about what the Lord's doing here. Amen. I want you to stand in honor to the man of God as he's preparing to come. And Sister Holmes, we're so thankful to have you with us tonight. Amen. What a sweet lady. She is a Mississippian. Amen. And so welcome home. Amen. Bishop Holmes, we are honored that you are here. We are so thankful. We want you to take your liberty and preach whatever God's given you. Can you put your hands together? Welcome Bishop Joel Holmes. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I can't tell you what an honor it is to get to be here with all you wonderful people tonight. Uh, just amazing. Uh, we left Little Rock about 2.30 and uh, headed this in this direction and Took some roads curb, working around. <laughs> uh, it's been a number of years since I've been here, and, uh, and I said, I know there's a big church out there somewhere. <laughs> I'm just not sure I'm on the right road. <laughs> uh, and and uh, we've been so blessed over the years. Uh, Brother J. Frank Wilson was great friends of my father, he preached for us a number of times over the years, and uh, we've been blessed to know the Wilson family and the great work that has been done. And uh, your pastor took me to the prayer room, and I got to see the log. And so I got pictures of that log. Uh, have to get those framed where Brother Wilson prayed. Thank God for praying people. Amen. And our heart is full. And then we, you know, drive up out here and there. I've got my son and daughter here and my wife. And, you know, they're looking every direction and we're coming around those roads. And we think, I'm, I'm thinking, well, it's back up there where we, uh, the, the service station was at. No, it's still a ways on down. So <laughs> keep on then all at once it uh, pops right out of the countryside amen and then I'm so excited I've seen pictures of the inside of the new building I can't wait to go inside and see it and uh, it's evident y'all need that building come here well thank God thank God for people that's having church on Sunday night <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looks like it's working to me. 
You know, I uh, I was preaching a conference uh, many miles from here. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, it's a big, large conference, lots of people, preachers. And and uh, I just said, uh, the devil's after these Sunday nights. And I said, how many of you people got the Holy Ghost on a Sunday night? Well, they did just kind of like this. I said, hey, folks, raise your hand. What's, what's, what's going on here? And uh, they put their hand up a little higher and about. I would say half of them raised their hand. I said, now, you see why the devil don't want us to have church on Sunday night? <laughs> well, come to find out where I was preaching, they didn't have church on Sunday night. Man, somebody, I said, well, that was good enough for them. They ought to be having church on Sunday. Well, hallelujah. I love church, don't you? Amen. Uh, there's nothing like being in his house. There's nothing like worshiping the king. There's nothing like lifting up Jesus on Sunday night. Why don't you look at your neighbor and say, welcome to the party. Oh, yeah, the devil hates our party. We got the only party going on in the whole wide world. It's at an apostolic Pentecostal, one God, tongue-talking, Jesus-named church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your good pastor came, his wife, and he preached for us not long ago. What a blessing it was. Brother Wilson has preached for us. The Wilson family, been a great blessing, inspiration to our church. And we thank God for the lighthouse that's shining bright. Amen. Don't you know the devil? Do y'all see these light bulbs? Did you know the devil wanted to turn that light out? He'd like to string cobwebs from one side of this place to the other. But thank God for a great pastor you got and great saints of God that said, we're not going to let the lights go out. We're not going to let the lights go out. Amen. Amen. In case you didn't know it, let me just tell you now, the government's not paying the light bill. They should be. We're doing more to help people get off of drugs and alcohol and out of sin and all their 100 programs put together. But they're not, amen. But thank God for good, faithful saints. I watched y'all walking up here tonight. I was wondering what those boxes were. It didn't take me long to figure it out. Amen. That's what it takes. People give millions of dollars to I, I got to get started preaching. For Jesus, help us. I got so stirred up here a while back. I preached at camp meeting. I got a, a we've I've taken the National Geographic for years. In come a brochure talking about uh, leave a legacy to the sea turtles, uh, to the cats. Well, folks, I like sea turtles. But I don't, I'm not going to leave no legacy, no sea turtle. Amen. I'm going to leave a legacy to the church. I will end my will.
my tithes to be paid off of anything I leave. I want it to go to the house of God. Well, I hope you get the vision tonight. You need to put it in your will. Hey, paying tithes paid blessed you when you was living. Do you believe it would bless your estate when you were gone? Amen. Help me, Jesus. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Feels good in this house. I look around here and I see saints that's wandered off from Little Rock over here. <laughs> Amen. Precious saints. The Halls, God bless them. The Johnson family. Then I look back there and y'all got another one of my members, Brother Yates. Amen. God bless you, Brother Yates. We love you. And the Reynolds family. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My, my, there's just nothing like the people of God. Hallelujah. Nothing like the house of God. Amen. Well, your uh, pastor is so kind to invite me uh, to come and be with you tonight. And I'm very honored to be here. So I'm going to tell you something. I love the work of God. I don't care where it's at. Amen. Thank God. I just come here to flag you on, encourage you, stay behind your man of God, lift up his hand, support him. Amen. Keep building this uh, arena y'all are building over here. Amen. For the glory of God. What a testimony. What a testimony. What a testimony. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't tell me God's not real. Amen. You know what? He'll get right out here in the middle of the country. Somebody said, you can't do that. you got to be in a big city. Well, take a look, devil. Packed out house tonight. And a building going up for the name of the Lord. In your face, Satan. In your face, Satan. Amen. Go ahead and stand with me. I've been praying and seeking the Lord. I tell you, your pastor's been so kind. He's we text back and forth, and uh, and uh, it's been so good to get better acquainted with him. And uh, if I remember right, you said something about preaching on prayer. You, did, you really didn't have to request me to do that. That's what I preach anyway. <laughs> Amen. So you help me tonight. I know this is Sunday night, and uh, I, there's one young man right down here in front. I said, do y'all run the aisles? And boy, when I did it, well, the lady had already took off ahead of him. <laughs> Don't let a lady get ahead of him, man. <laughs> And I kept motion to the saints I know I kept doing like this. They couldn't get the hint. <laughs> well, this is party night. In fact, every time we come to the house of God, it's party night. Amen. To lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it had been fine with me if y'all just run the aisles and shout. And anytime it breaks out, go ahead. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, don't leave here without it. Reach out to God and you'll feel a big hand reach back down to you. God will set you free. Oh, 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I'm like the horse, the horse and the horse races. I can't get started for raring. When I think about what God's doing in this country, brother. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for the, man, wasn't this some great singing tonight? Amen. What about these musicians? They do a great job. Thank God for the worshipers in the house. You know why this house is full tonight? It's because this is not a dead church. This is a lively, apostolic, Pentecostal, devil-stomping, owl-running, tongue-talking, devil-hating, God-loving. Of Acts 2.38 and the Holy Ghost. Come on, put your hands together for the King. Oh, yes, yeah, obey the Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 yes. Reach over and join up with somebody right now. In the name of Jesus, I believe you to feel somebody of the Holy Ghost. I believe you to feel ever lost soul with the Holy Ghost tonight. God, before this service is over, you be glorified. You be worshiped. Lifted up. Worshiped, oh God, we pray. We believe in Jesus' name. Revelations, the third chapter, the 14th verse. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'm going to spew you right out of my mouth. Would you reach your hand in this direction? Come on, we're going to join up. Amen. Would you ask God to use me for as a vessel, as a humble vessel for the next few minutes? God, in Jesus' name, I believe you, God. Let us just speak your word. Do it for your glory, God. You be exalted, Lord. You be lifted up. We believe you, Jesus. We believe you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. I want to preach to you what God has placed in my spirit. And I've been praying for a while about this service. And it is a church that refuses to be the Laodicean church. We refuse that. Amen. That spirit that's trying to get on the church of the living God. You can be seated. The Laodicean church was a very wealthy church and they were a very blessed people. Can I just remind you at the outset of this, blessings are dangerous. They'll do something to your spirit. I've watched people be, uh, go through financial problems and all at once they reach breakover points and their whole spirit and attitude changed. When it should have went this way, it went this way. Are you hearing me tonight? Don't let a few extra coins in your pocket mess up your spirit, your walk with God. Don't allow it. You refuse. Amen. We're going to be God's people and God's church. It was so sad about this church. As you know, the seven churches of Asia that John the Revelator wrote about, this being the last one. And it was the church that was laity rule whenever the pew 
overcomes and takes over the pulpit. It won't be long. You won't have church on Sunday night. It won't be long. The church will drown away. You've got to have a man of God. You've got to have a pastor. You've got to have a leader. You've got to have somebody you get behind. Amen. That you uphold their hands. That you take up for them. That when somebody says a critical word, you say, oh, no, it's not like that. Sure, we're human flesh, but I thank God. God has put his anointing on men of God to lead the church of the living God. It's very evident that God has done it in this house, that God has given you that kind of pastor. Thank God for your pastor tonight. Amen. The hope of this church, the future of this church lies within the leadership of this church and people of God getting behind him and lifting up his hands. It was a, a, a time when this church had turned very cold and indifferent from God, become lukewarm. Uh, you know, the commentators tell us about the church of Laodicea, and it was about the water ducts that, was, that flowed into the city. The water that they received from the city was some five miles away, and it was a hot springs that it that they received their supply of water into the city. And time it got there, it was lukewarm. You know, uh, lukewarm's not any good. Amen. It's either cold water or it's hot water. Amen. And that's what God is looking for out of his church tonight. Not cold people that are indifferent. He said, I'd rather see you cold as to be lukewarm. Amen. Because you're neither, he said, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Amen. Thank God for people. I, I, I watched your worship tonight. I watched you dancing. I watched these singers singing. Not putting part of their spirit, putting all their spirit in it. Amen. We didn't come here to just casually go through the motion of having church. We come here to have fired up, Holy Ghost, tongue-talking our running devil stomping church. That's the only kind of good church there'll ever be. You gotta be all the way in this thing. You gotta be completely sold out. Amen. You gotta give God everything. That's where the blessings. Lift up your hands and praise him and talk to him right now together. Oh God, help us tonight. Help us tonight. In the name of Jesus, I believe you tonight. I believe you tonight. I believe you tonight. It's a sad thing. Blessings too many times corrupt people. Too many times it gets people's mind all twisted up. There's not a better illustration of what I'm talking about tonight than in the life of Solomon. How in the world do you go from A to zero overnight? How in the world does this happen? You read the story of, of Solomon and what are you reading about? Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, God. I'm a little man, God. I'm a little man. I don't know how to come in. I don't know how to go out. Amen. I need your help, God. You've got to help me, God. 
You, you read uh, how the great things that God used him to do. Of course, it was really, in some ways, it should have been called David's temple, but it was called Solomon's temple. Amen. Thank God for this great church that's built on a great man. Amen. Brother J. Frank Wilson. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was wondering, I don't know. I don't guess they can put that log up on that screen. Thank God for a man that had a log about, how, how far away did you say? 450 feet back of his house, somewhere back over here. Anyone walked down there. You was telling me about, carried somebody back down there by that log that couldn't get the Holy Ghost? Ain't got the Holy Ghost. Thank God hadn't changed. He's looking for a church and a people. Hey, what worked 50 years ago, it'll work right now. Hell's trying to lie to the people of God that you've got to embrace all the things of the world and do it like the world's doing it to have a church. I want to tell you, good people are making a liar out of the devil. Amen. Right out here in the middle of nowhere, a Holy Ghost apostolic church. Amen. I'll run and thank God for his presence, power, and anointing. Lift up your voices right now. Oh, God, I thank you. I praise you. Amen. Brother Wilson, I remember back in about the 70s, there was a man uh, down in Texas, and he was just uh, taking, uh, influencing all Pentecost and Pentecostal churches. And, and uh, I was a young pastor and thinking, you know, it, it, it's not like dad and mom did it, that uh, you, you don't have to have church like they had church. You don't have to have prayer meetings like they had prayer meetings. And, and it was just a, a program and a show. <laughs> and, and thank God that, you know, I, I was raised in this old-fashioned way. I wonder if we got any old-fashioned saints in the house. Amen. It wasn't this new Pentecost. It was the old Pentecost. Amen. Thank God that was put deep in my heart. But I can tell you the temptation was to go down the wrong path. Amen. What a mess. You know what? Those churches, uh, here a while back, God laid it on my heart. And, and I sent secretaries that uh, went to the west and south and California. And, and uh, I didn't write a book, but I, I collected a book. I said there should be a study of how these great churches have been destroyed. Somebody ought to put it for record. I did not put the name of the pastor. I did not put the name of the city. I didn't put the name of the one that even told the story. Amen. God will get revenge for people that have destroyed great churches like you're sitting in tonight. Oh, let me just remind you, if the devil had had his way, the lights would not be burning in this church tonight. Hey, I want to stir somebody like you've never been. Get behind your church, your pastor. Write the checks. Hold up his hands. Because the devil hates it. He hates this great truth. He hates what...
this church represents and stands for. And we flew secretaries around the country and they interviewed these old saints. Brother, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. I mean a church we wanted to emulate way down in Texas, the largest Jesus name Pentecostal church in all of the world. It does not even exist tonight. The son took it over and he thought there was a new way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna have church and, and uh, we'll, we'll win the, uh, the influential people and the, and the doctors and the lawyers and, and the wealthy of the city. Hey, just give me some poor old Pentecostal people. Give me some people who love God. Amen. And that was, you know what we found out? Every church, great churches, great churches in the state of California, powerful churches, men that had given their life to build those churches. You know what happened when you interviewed those saints? Amen. Brother Booker connected us. Brother Godair connected us. Brother Buxton connected us up with them. You know what we found out? Repeatedly, it was just the same old horrible story. They thought they could change and not be Pentecost. They thought they could change the standards and holiness. It did not matter anymore. And all the trappings of the ball games and sport world and on and on in Hollywood, that that didn't matter anymore. It, it looks like it did matter. Hey, if God is for you, who can be against you? Hey, God's in control of this church. Hey, man, it's not about us. We got to stay on God's side. We got to walk with God. We got to stay with God if we want to be victorious. Hey, man, if we want the blessings of God, we've got to align ourselves with the Word of God and the plan of God. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what he told the children of Israel? Listen to me. We are the children of Israel tonight. He said, I am going to take you to a land that is flowing. Everybody say it with me. Come on, would you do it again? I'm going to take you to a That's where God wants to take your finances to. He don't want to just give you a little drop or two. He wants to let your finances flow. He wants to let your blessings flow. He wants your spirituality to flow. He wants the healing of your body to flow. I'm going to take you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Oh, thank God for it tonight. What are you thinking, Solomon? What's going on in your head? To be blessed like you blessed and then all at once it just changes your whole thinking. Yeah, and you know what? Three times you'll find the word adversary. God, the Bible said, and God stirred up his adversaries. God stirred up. 
God turned it around on him. And here comes a man by the name of Jeroboam. And God is so angry at Solomon until he allows the kingdom to be split and, and ten tribes to go with Jeroboam. The prophet stands there, rips up a new coat, tears it into ten pieces, and hands it to Jeroboam and said, Jeroboam, God's going to give you these tribes of Israel. He takes that that God has given to him. Same foolish. We're going to change. We're going to change everything. Jeroboam got nervous. You would think, my Lord, if the prophet had already told him you're going to get the kingdoms, you're going to be, don't worry about the people going back down there to Jerusalem. Woo! I want to tell you something. There is, there's, there's nothing in the world like being able to sleep good at night. You don't have to worry about where the sheeps are going to go. You don't have to worry about it. They're going to switch churches. They're going to move over here. They're going to start. No, 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 no. God's in control. And if God is for you, he said there ain't a weapon that can be formed against you. It's not going to prosper. It will not work. You just keep my favor and you don't have to worry about what the devil's doing. Put your hands together for the king. You know what? He, you, know, you know what I have to believe? It was not in his heart. Most of the time, let me tell you, church go bad, it's not in that pastor's heart. And it's not in the pastor's wife. The trimmer hair, the makeup. He's all caught up in the things of this world, the sport world and all this. And it's just not, it was not in Solomon's heart. It was not in Jeroboam's heart. It was not in his heart. When you know that God has given you everything you have, when you know, you ain't got to worry. Hey, I've already watched the devil fight. I know what it is to be at the back of the line. We had a couple of judges there today. They're judges and they're running for office again. And uh, I told one of them, one of the men brought him, Brother Clinton Looper, friend of his. And uh, I, he and I grew up together. And he was born and raised in the church just like I was. And I told that judge, I said, he and I remember when there was about 60 of us meeting together. Ever, hey, you know what I love about God? Y'all do know this is not supposed to be happening out here in this country, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about God. In your face, Satan. Building the building like this over here, that, that's not supposed to be happening. Houston, Texas. Oh, yeah, the economy is good over there. 
They got millions of people. That's where you be. Oh, no. You just, you just get a man of God. Wherever God wants to do it. He don't need no matches. He's fire in himself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Here's the key, folks. Jeroboam, don't worry about your saints going off. They're not going to go nowhere. Let them go to Jerusalem. Let them worship in Jerusalem. You ain't got to worry about them. No, 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 no. See, he didn't have the favor of God. He was off track himself. He creates a new religion. He takes dates that God has set aside, special dates for the children of Israel to worship in Jerusalem. He makes up his own dates, his own times. He builds him a golden calf at Bethel. He puts one at Dan. He said, this is where you can go. And, and listen to this message. Listen to me tonight. You know what he told him? It's too much for you to have church on Sunday night. You were just there Sunday morning. What on earth do you want to go back on a Sunday night? About your only... Just about your only day off and here you are. Down there shouting on Sunday night. What on earth are you people thinking about? You don't need to be doing all this. Amen. You, we go, it, it, it's too much. Everybody say it's too much. Don't tell me that devil's not still preaching that sermon. Don't tell me that Jeroboam sermon is still not going forth. It's still going forth, brother. It's too much. It's too much to require young people to live holy. It's too much. Amen, to preach against Hollywood and all the trappings of the, it's too much. Can I give you another one? Amen. Now listen, folks, I'm going to leave here in just a little bit. And hallelujah. I hope you can be happy. I'm going to be happy. So let's all just be happy together. Amen. I'm 74 years old. I've turned my church over to my son. I'm just out partying with people. Amen. I ain't worried about nothing. God's been good to me. I'm just honored that this great pastor of yours would even wanted me to come down here and shout with you people. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just glad I got invited to the party to worship and praise and glorify God. But that's the message he's preaching. I hate that devil. Listen, you need to stop up your ears. You need to run your finger up in your ears about to that second joint. Say, I'm not listening to you, devil. You know what he'll tell you? Can I tell you what he'll tell you? I don't want to make you mad, but can I tell you? He'll tell you ties are too high. <laughs> That's too much. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just too much. Everything about church is too much. Amen. You know who needs to be listening to that? The guy sitting down on that bar stool. Beer's too high. Amen. To get caught drunk driving is, is too much. Amen. To eat in your lungs, 
your lungs being eaten up with cancer because of cigarettes. It's too much. That's the too much world. Yes, 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 we're the blessed of God. We're honored by God. We get to come to church. We get to live for God. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I love it, I love it. You know what? That's what makes the devil mad. Red, hot, mad. Woo! Amen. When you just smear it right in his face. Oh, yes. It's not too much. It's the joy of my life to get to go to church. You know what this world needs? It needs an attitude change. Thank God for the spirit that's in this church. Thank God for the attitude that's in this church. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, God, help us. Help us, God. I'm going to tell you right now, I, you know, I got me a little sermon one day. It was going eating at fast food chains. I, God gave me a little sermon just going there. Those X brand chicken and hamburger uh, places. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. It's, uh, you ever been to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> Woo! What do they say? It's my pleasure. It it's my pleasure. That's one of my saints. That's one of my sons right there. Hey, hey, I don't want to be in one of those X-brand fast food. Hey, man, it looks like they slept in their uniform and, <laughs> they look like they're mad at the world and they can't get the order right. Amen. Oh, uh, you're in a Chick-fil-A church. This is a Holy Ghost church. This is a my pleasure church. Oh, uh, we're excited. It ain't too much trouble for us to go to church and live for God. Yes, 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 yes. It's the joy of our life. It's what we live for. That's why we work six days a week where we get to go to church. Amen. Lift up the name of Jesus. When you think of all the goodness of God and all he's done, his faithfulness, has he not always been there? Did he not make a way? Amen. What are, you, what are you thinking about, Jeroboam? What's wrong with your thinking? Oh, I just want to encourage somebody in this house tonight, when the devil's pulling you backwards, you shake yourself and get a hold of yourself. And I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present what? Your bodies what? As they what? as a living, not a dead sacrifice, a living sacrifice. How are you going to present it? You're going to present it holy and acceptable unto God, which is your... And the devil said it's unreasonable to be Pentecost. You're a liar, devil. 
It's the only way to live is to love this truth and obey the word of the Lord. Oh, the devil's a liar. Amen. You know what he tells, tells us? He says, you're going to run people off. Uh, <laughs> I caught you, Satan. Uh, you know what it's done? It run people in. Oh, yes. I've done it a many times, preached on Sunday morning, and man, go home, and these, this pastor and Brother Wilson, they know what I'm talking about, you wrestling. Oh, I hope they didn't think take that personal because it's not about personality. Nobody's shooting at you tonight. Everybody loves you. Amen. And, and you, you wrestle with, did they take that, that I said that I was striking at them? We're not strikers tonight. We just love the truth. We must speak the truth. We must say the truth. We're under a mandate from God Almighty to preach the word of the Lord. It's not my word. My, you know what? My flesh doesn't like the word of God. Your flesh doesn't like the word of God. But our flesh has nothing to do with it. It's the Bible that we've got to live by. It's the road back to heaven. It's the word of God that we must be saved. Oh, help us, God. I can't tell you the times I stood in the pulpit and preached with my heart and warned people and preached to people and go home and wrestle and wrestle. Amen. And wonder, I wonder if anybody be back. It was Sunday morning. Uh, somebody said, well, you just get our church together once a year and preach holiness. Well, yeah, it looks it too. Amen. Yeah, no, you preach it every time. You preach it every time. You preach consecration every time. You preach dedication every time. You preach laying aside the world every time. And I would wonder and I'd say, oh, God, will they be back tonight? But you know what? Woo! When it's not our church, it's his church. And if I do what he tells me to do, you know what? It's going to resonate with the people that are honest. And they're going to sit there and say, yeah. It's going to be like Isaiah the prophet said. There would be a voice behind you that would be speaking to you. Yes, that's the way. That's the way. Walk ye in the way. Oh, thank God for that little voice. That voice saved me. I didn't like what my father always told me and what he'd done. Amen. But there was a voice behind me. Come on, let's be honest. There's a voice behind me. You know you didn't do right. You know you hadn't been living right. You know you've been looking at trash on the internet. Thank God for a preacher that'll preach against pornography and Preaching against the corruption of this world. You know what the Holy Ghost gave me this the other day? You know what these evil-minded people have done? They've done the same thing that guys that have uh, come up with that's big bass fishermen. You know what they do? They get their name on their jacket and on their clothes and on their knees and on their boat because they're big time bass fishermen. Know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, give me a little Baptist nod. Yeah, it's looking better. Amen. And you know what happens? 
they make lures. Amen. They figure out what that big mouth bass will bite. They lure him in. You know what the devil's doing? Young men, I want to preach to you tonight. You know what the devil's doing? These evil-minded men, they're creating lures on the Internet. It's to lure people in. They create things what it's inquisitive. Curiosity gets you. Well, wonder what that is. And you touch it. And guess what? He's got the hook in you now. He's reeling you in. You know what you better do? You better stay full of the Holy Ghost. You know what you better do? When you see that hook trying to get in you, you better throw that thing down quick as you can. Get out of there. Get away from that. You're a vessel unto God. And the only way the enemy can get to you and his biggest tool is through your eyes. It was Eve when she saw that fruit. She looked upon it. So he can only get through your eyes and through your ears. But the eyes is the greater tool. Amen. To trap us and to bring us down and to destroy our consecration and destroy our relationship and our walk with God. And you've got to have your mind made up and you've got to have your foot on the rock. And amen. You know why? Because uh, I, I, I want his blessings. I had his blessings yesterday, but that does not mean I'll have his blessings today. It depends on what I do today. Amen. Predicts the future of what God will do in my life and the blessings that will, hey, you get it flowing, don't stop it. Don't let the devil stop the flow of the Holy Ghost. Don't let the devil stop the blessings of God flowing through your life and your experience and your walk with God. You know what I want to say to you? Take it to the next level. He blessed me financially right here. Well, what about on up here? What about on up here? He blessed me spiritually here. Well, what about here? Well, what about up here? Well, what about up here? Thank God for that voice that is behind that's saying, walk ye in the way. You know better than what you've been doing. Be honest. You know, the hardest thing in the world is for all of us as human beings is just to be honest. Amen. Shakespeare said to thy own self be true. If you lie to everybody else, for God's sake, don't lie to yourself. And but just become blind and you can't even see yourself. God, let me see myself. And let me be honest with myself. Because I want his blessings. I want it. And so the very thing, pastor, that they're saying won't build a church, it's the very thing that'll build a church. Amen. Because you get these rock-solid saints in this church that are full of the Holy Ghost. They want the truth preached to them. They know what brought them out. They know what turned their life around. They know why they're not a drunk anymore. They know why they're not eaten up with uh, the things of this world. They know it was the preaching of the word of the Lord. They know it was the power of the Holy Ghost that transformed their life. So the devil says all this is unreasonable. But the word of the Lord tells us, 
Be not conformed to what? Don't be conformed to this world. Come on, get a backbone. Stand up against the world. Go against the current. Just because everybody else is doing it, you don't have to do it. Be not conformed to this world. Oh, I can't tell you how the devil lied to me and said, you can't ever build a church like that. And here I got the, uh, this man, great influencer over all of Pentecost. Amen. Telling people it's another way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know, thank God for the old paths. Thank God for the Frank J. Wilson path. Thank God for a log in a prayer room. I wonder if you've seen the log lately. If you hadn't, you need to see that log. You need to try to see it every day of your life. Amen. It's the thing that will sustain you. It's the thing that will keep you. It's the thing that will continue the blessings and the flow of God in your life. Be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world. Be ye Oh, could you make it ring out? Isn't it fun to go to church with people that's been transformed? They're not the little person they used to be. They don't talk about people like they used to. They don't do things like they used to do. Because that, that's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It takes the baptism of the Holy Ghost to transform you. And it takes a walk, daily walk with God to keep you transformed. Be not transformed. Be not conformed, but be ye transformed. Oh, yes. You know, I just, I've done it all over this country. So if y'all excuse me, you mind me do it here tonight? Amen. Well, it's about 10, said amen. I think I'll just go ahead and do it anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's what you got to do. Are you listening to me to have everybody's attention? People in the back, people in the front, to have your attention. You're looking this away. Hey, hey, you, you, this, is, this is complicated. This is hard to figure out. We're really going deep in the scripture tonight. Here's what you do. You reach back like this. And you reach there and you get your neck, the nap of your neck. And you jerk on it a time or two. And you get it up on its tiptoes. Oh, yeah. And you tell your flesh. Listen to me, flesh. You ain't got nothing to say about this. It don't matter whether you want to go to church on Wednesday night or you don't want to go. You ain't got no control. I'm, I'm going to pay my tithes. I don't care what you do. Yes, 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 yes. It doesn't matter. You ain't got no say in this. I like to say it like this. You take the flesh and you put it in the back seat. You put the Holy Ghost in the driver's seat. And say, you know, flesh, I will let you ride. I'm not going to kick you completely out. But you're sure not going to be driving. You're only going to get to ride. And when the devil says, don't say I'm sorry, and don't apologize, you say, flesh, get in the back seat. I feel a hunch in my spirit. I feel a leading. 
Yes. Hallelujah. When the enemy says don't do it, hallelujah. Thank God. When the devil says don't go to the house of prayer, oh, yes, you know that's what Jesus said. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Oh, thank God for the fuel that's in this church. Amen. It's provided through prayer warriors. Thank God for the war room that's just across the hall where people go in there and cry out to God and talk to God, and then you come in here and worship and praise and glorify and magnify the King of kings and lift up the name of Jesus. Would you lift up your hands with me right now and thank him for it. Lord, we praise you out of our heart. Come on, feel after the Holy Ghost with me right now. Oh, come on, prayer warriors, make it roar out. I wonder if there's anybody in the house that wants to go up higher. I wonder if there's anybody in the house that wants to get more blessed. I wonder if there's anybody in the house that's got focus tonight. I wonder if God's got greater blessings for you. Oh, is this where we stop? Is this all the blessings we can handle? What we've seen in the past, is that good enough? Are we going to be satisfied to stop? Are we going to be satisfied with what we've already received? Do you believe there's higher heights? Do you believe there's deeper depths? Do you believe if Jeroboam would have stayed with God, he would have seen greater and greater victories? Stand with me. You know what God promised Jeroboam? Woo! He didn't promise that to nobody else, brother. He said, Jeroboam, if you'll serve me and live for me, I'm going to give you the promise of King David. Nobody's going to knock you off the throne. I mean, I'm out to tell you, I'm here to tell you tonight, the devil's trying to blow up your home. Carnality will destroy your marriage. It'll destroy your finances. Oh, I don't have to go to that. Oh, yeah, keep believing that lie. I don't have to go to that church. I don't have to listen to that preacher. Just keep believing that lie. You'll ruin your life. You'll destroy your life. Look, it's what's got you to where you're at. Why would you not want to go higher? The blessings have been rich already. We've already watched God do the most unbelievable things. Amen. Hey, brothers, I connect with you, Pastor. Amen. It shouldn't have happened in North Little Rock. We were, we were on the backside of the tracks. Listen, let me tell you something. Brother Wilson, you know, we were the Pentecostals that the Pentecostals made fun of. That's right. They said, that's a crazy bunch. But God. But God. But God. If I said this, you wouldn't think I was bragging, would you? Huh? Well... Could I say glory be to God? We average 
every week over 2,000 people coming to the house of prayer. Hey, hey, whoa, that, that's not an estimate. They punch in on a computer that they came to pray. 2,000. Did you know, uh, y'all don't think I'm bragging, do you? Could I brag on Jesus? Uh, yeah. I was, I was praying. I used to pray. This is where I would pray at church back home. I'd pray on the platform, walking back and forth. Then I'd lay on the floor up under the chairs and pray and cry. Holy Ghost spoke to me one day, and we had 275 students in our school, and the Holy Ghost told me, and I know it was the Holy Ghost because I never heard it, never thought of it. It said, when you get 500 students in this school, said, you're going to have to rebuild a new auditorium. Hey, man, I knew it was God spoke to me. Well, there's 440 students, and all of them require, we don't take outsiders. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to be no uh, reform school. <laughs> you got to really want to to get in that school. You got to, two things you got to do. You got to come to church. I mean, they dismiss them if they miss too many services. That's how we do it. And uh, if they, and the next thing they got to do, they got to abide by the rules. I mean, if we're not going to do that, why have a school, right? So that's that's. Brother, brother, I cry when I think about it. What if the devil would have talked to us and sidetracked us? And said, you know what, just back up here and back up there and give in here and give in there and give in this and turn this loose and turn that loose and don't worry about what the platform looks like. Just let them dress and do any the way they want to do. Become a shatayaradabah. I'm telling you why there's a church filled tonight. It's because this great pastor has stood in the same place that J. Frank Wilson and Brother Steve Wilson stood. And that's why you are to, every chance you get, you are to hold up his hands. You are to pray for your pastor. This is the man, this is the target for this church. This is the man that can make a difference in the direction of this church. That's why he needs you. He needs you to call him and tell him and text him, Pastor, thank you for that message. Thank you for that message, Pastor. It, it, burnt, it burnt my hide. Hey, are you just coming to church for somebody to pat you on the back? The Bible said his word is a mirror that you look into. And when you see yourself, you don't go away like you came. You don't look and then not, not do something about it. I wonder, come out here, Pastor. What about, I wonder how many of you folks walk down to this front right now and reach your hand in direction. Hey man, your wife, she's out in the kitchen. Come here, sister wife. Hey man, come here. Oh, hey, 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 I tell you again, this is not supposed to be happening. I didn't see enough houses coming in here. I mean, there's more people than y'all got houses. I mean, 
This is not supposed to be happening. No, no, no. But God. But God. But God. You know why? You know why? Listen, folks. I'm looking at honest people. Does your flesh love everything? No, my flesh don't either. <laughs> oh, no. Every day I get up to pray. My flesh don't just jump up and down. It's like, woo, take me to a prayer meeting. <laughs> take me to church. No, 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 no. It don't jump up and down and say, Tuesday I'm going to fast. No, it's never jumped up and down. I felt to go on an extended fast. Oh, no, you're not going to do that to me again, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm fixing to do it to you. Oh, let me tell you what. I just want to share this with you. Uh, God, several years ago, I was preaching a camp meeting, and, and I just, in my message, I was preaching about Nehemiah, and I came to that part, 52 days, he completed that wall. Some of these commentators, God bless their heart. They said it'd take two years and four months to build that wall. Uh, no, no, when the Bible said 52 days. Hey, hey, think about it. Think about where that material was at. They had torn the wall down. The, the material was right there. All they had to do is pick it up and put it back in the wall. He come by shut up. I want to tell somebody, your miracle's not far from you. It's right there at you. All you got to do is reach down and pick it up. You just got to pick it up. In 52 days, and while I was preaching, I said, let me challenge you people. What would happen in the next 52 days if you said, I may make up my mind, and for the next 52 days, I promise, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to touch God for a solid 52 days every day for 52 days I said do it and see what God will do make a sacrifice and you know what happened people did and they're still doing it we've wrote two we've collected two books of 52 days sacrifice that people done uh, give up coffee Woo. yeah I felt that one go over God must be talking to somebody I'm not going to eat no sweets for 52 days. Amen. I'm not going to eat no bread for 52 days. Amen. You know, it's just things God's laid on people. So I can't tell you the miracles that God has done. And if God puts it on your heart, let God lead you and do it for his glory. Hey, let me tell you something. Brother, I wouldn't be in an arm-twisting church for nothing in the world. I've never twisted. I've never even hinted for people's money. I'm not worried. When God's for you, I know what he can do. You don't do it, let me tell you, the guy next to you will do it. <laughs> God will pick up somebody and somebody will write the check. Somebody will do it. Amen. So I just want you to know, I'm not, I'm not trying to pressure nobody. It's got to be in your heart. We live for God because it's in our heart. Amen. And watch what God will do. If you feel it, you know one thing I wouldn't, if you'd give the testimony to your pastor and he'd let us have it, I'm, we're 
we're publishing another book, amen, of the great miracles that God has done. But thank God for this great church and this great truth. Where, where would it be and what would it look like tonight? What would it look like if they'd have backed up on the message? 20 people meeting tonight? I can tell you that's the truth for a lot of Pentecostal churches. And most of them are so embarrassed they won't even try to have church on Sunday night because they've let their people get trapped by this world. Man, sad, sad. Churches have shut down. Amen. I want you to pray. Here's your leader. Here's his wife. You've been blessed, and you're blessed. A blessed people. Come on, why don't you pray a blessing on them? That the blessings of God would continue in this house. That the blessings of God would continue upon this ministry. That the hand of God... Come on, lift up your voices together like you're doing. In the name of Jesus, we believe you, God. We believe you, God. Hallelujah. You know, saints, this is a, I hadn't thought about this when I walked over here. The Lord laid it on my heart. Would y'all let me obey God just another minute? You're, you're at a very crucial moment in the history of this church. It was a crucial time when they built this beautiful building you're in. Amen. We're standing here tonight and I, not afraid to say a bunch of those precious saints are lying around here. They're gone. But they stepped up. And we're standing on their shoulders. I'm standing on their platform because they looked into the future and said, let us write the check. Let us keep the building going. And I think of the crucial moment that you're in. I've been there. I know what it feels like. Back in the, the 80s, and we're building, first building on Interstate 40, and I'm nervous. I'm just a young, my father is deceased, nobody to really reach back to. And, uh, you know, I got a couple men, and I know that I can bear my heart in them. I went to, I'd go to them, and I'd say, what do you think? And it was things like, you know, it could cost more, and uh, and I was just trying to feel my way through, and and neither of these men knew what the other one was saying to me, but both of them were saying identical the same thing. I talked to them about it. I said, uh, Brother Mark Brockington, what do you think? And he said, Listen, quit worrying about it. We're gonna pay for it. Just do it however you feel. God's leading you to do it. I went to Dean Martin. He's gone on to his reward. I said, Brother Martin, what do you think about this? He said, don't worry about it. We're going to pay for it. Do whatever's in your heart. Do whatever's in your heart. Whew. There's nothing like men and women that will step up 
in a crucial time like this. Because, you know, the truth of the matter, he's sitting on the throttle over here. And, you know, you can buy, what? $2 yard carpet. It won't look like much. It'll wear out pretty quick. Or you can spend $25 and $30 a yard. He's sitting on that throttle. I'm going to tell you, to be a pastor is one of the most insecure positions to have. Banks don't even like to loan them money. There's two professions they don't like to loan money to personally, and that's to a, a coach or a pastor because they know they just may get fired any time. I know that's not this kind of church. Amen. But I'm, it, the Holy Ghost spoke to me to tell you all this. you got a man of God. You're building a great building. Uh, I can't hardly wait to see it. I've seen pictures. Woo! Is that not amazing? The size of that, the beauty of it that I can already see. Well, you know, you can, you can do. There's no end. But we live in the real world. We don't send out no invoices. We don't ask for nobody no money. It's up. It's in your heart. You're on the honor system. You've been in the doctor's office and seen the chips there. Put your money right here. This is the honor system. Thank God for good rock solid saints. Amen. It's amazing how they can figure estimates on a job, but when it comes to paying their tithes, they can't figure out. Had <laughs> them come to me and say. I just don't know how to pay my time. Well, it's really simple. Whatever you made and you take as a profit, I don't care if you call it and put it in a bank account, business account, and name it Rob God Bank Account, Business Account. I don't care what you call it. It's still your money. Call it whatever you... You know what people do? People get blessed, and then they're taking about... You know, spending money 400 a week and they're paying their tithes. Boy, uh, brother, I won't come back. Don't worry. <laughs> they're paying their little $40 a week and their company made 4000 that week. Yeah, yeah. God can't figure out, though. He, he don't know numbers. Don't worry about him. <laughs> he don't see any of that. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. I got a couple uh, sisters that are in the catering business. Unbelievable how their business have taken off into the millions of dollars. Just two poor little old girls. <laughs> you know what my sister told me the other day, or way back, she said, brother, he, she said, I, I figured out how to pay my tithes. At the end of the month, whatever I took, I paid tithes on, whatever was in that bank account. After I paid the help and, and, and the expenses of the business, whatever's left over, I just write my check out. I, I, I feel somebody about to get blessed. Amen. Because you're about to have a revelation. I want to tell you something. If you don't care how much you give, God won't care how much you make. You know what? Y'all forgive me. I'm going way too long. Forgive me. Y'all don't charge him with inviting me. Just play like I invited myself, okay? Amen. Let me tell you something. This young man by the name of Mark Brockington, he turned around and sowed his, one of the poorest families in our church, 
but uh, uh, they were like they had a lot of class. They smelled good. Okay. Uh, he sold his business back in 90-something, and he brought me $3.6 million because he sold his business. Amen. I can't tell you how God has opened the windows of heaven. Can I tell you, that was the seed money for us to build that next building down on Interstate 40. Now, some people drive by and think, oh, it just grew up like a wild mushroom. No, somebody wrote a check. Somebody had faith to make a sacrifice and say, Pastor, we don't care what it costs. You build that building. We'll write the check. If we don't get it this month, we'll get it next month. Come on, lift up your hands. I've told you what God put on my heart. Reach in this direction and pray for this great man of God and his wife. In the name of Jesus, I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. Come on, join up with somebody. I feel like we need to have a Holy Ghost breakthrough right now. Come on, prayer warriors. Dig in with me. Dig in with me, prayer warriors. Dig in with me, prayer warriors. In the name of Jesus Christ, I believe you, God. I believe you, God. This is a pivotal moment in the history of this church, God. We believe you, God. Let men and women step forth and say, Pastor, we're with you. We're with you. We're with you. We're going to see you through this. In the name of Jesus, I believe you, God. I believe you, God. Would you lift up your hands and pray that prayer and say, God, I want to tell my pastor I'm with him. I'm with him. I'm going to do what I can. And whatever you put in my hand up, I will help your kingdom, God. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. The Holy Ghost is here. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is here. What God's trying to do is give you a personal breakthrough. Because if he gives the church a breakthrough, that means it came through you and for your family. You ought to lift your hands to heaven and say, thank you, God, for promising me a breakthrough and a blessing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Let's take a little bit of time here. Let's go ahead and keep your hands up. I feel the Holy Ghost moving here right now. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm making up my mind. I'm going to live for you, Lord. I'm not cutting corners. I'm going to live for you. I'm not going to take shortcuts. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to give my everything. I'm going to give my all. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live holy. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to pray. And God, we're going we're to watch while you do something awesome. In Jesus' name, reach over and lay a hand on somebody close to you. And I want you to pray one for another. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's right. I want you to pray a blessing on one another. Right, lift your voice. Let's hear you pray. 
It's one thing to pray for a blessing for yourself, but it's another thing for you to pray for a blessing for somebody else. pour out a blessing on my brother. I'm not going to be jealous of it. I'm not going to be envious of it. I'm not going to be mad because you blessed them. I'm going to rejoice for what you're doing in their life. I'm going to rejoice for what you release in their family. Oh, yes, Lord. I'm going to rejoice over what you do for somebody else. I want to take a leap together as a church. I don't want it just to be one or two or three or four here. I want this whole church to advance to a higher place in the Holy Ghost. I want to be like the children of Israel coming out of Egypt that we don't leave anybody behind. baptized in Jesus name tonight is your night it's going to revolutionize your entire life it's going to change everything and tonight can be your night how many felt something in your spirit when Bishop Holmes was talking about that 52 day commitment you felt something inside said I think God you're talking to me anybody go ahead don't raise your hand up high not like those folks he talked about went like that amen you know who's in charge of that 52-day commitment? You are. Amen. And when God works miracles, I want you to come back and tell me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn his phone up texting him all the miracles that God does in your life and in your life and in your life and in your life. If you believe it, go ahead and wave your hand and say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your word. How many have enjoyed Bishop Holmes being with us tonight? How many want him to come back? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen. Lord, I pray a blessing over your people tonight. God, I ask you to be with them throughout the week. Lord, you know what? The days of this week hold for each one of these families. I pray your blessing over them. Make them the head and not the tail. Let the angel of the Lord be with them. God, bless their families, bless their relationship, bless their health, their mind, body, spirit, finances, God. Be on your people. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, to move over our Wednesday evening Bible study. But I ask you, God, to touch her conference. Help me pray for this ladies' conference. Lord, in the name of Jesus, anoint every speaker, anoint every lady, oh God. Speak your word, oh God, and let the anointing of your spirit flow. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise and you can be dismissed in the name of Jesus.